Okay. All right. So I just hit go live. We'll see what happens. I'm live. Boom shakalaka. He's got his so boom shakalaka. So you say boom, I'll say shakalaka. You say I, boom shakalaka. <laughs> crow for Congress. Gay for Crow. I wonder if I ran for Congress if all if all the gay men would vote for me. That would be Dude, really that, cool. I'd probably win. Thumbnail, I think, uh, yeah, I think the four of us could fill up a cabinet pretty easy. <laughs> could you see this lot running anything? <laughs> Dude, that is that is an incredible thumbnail, Randall. That was uh, a thing of beauty. <laughs> no, this is actually my room. The only thing you got wrong was, you know, my beard, and then Jake has an extra two abs. So, other than that, spot on. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to the live stream, guys. <laughs> what are we what are we going to talk about i don't so, know well you've got a bunch of ripple behind you you know you want to talk about some ripple yeah can you teach everybody how to short ripple <laughs> <laughs> yeah really that's that's honestly the reason why ripple went up so parabolic it was what all is? jake's fault what's the it was, reason it was all the all of the people shorting on bitmex they got uh i mean shorts went crazy parabolic um, when, when, when ripple went up and it hit that first resistance point, shorts went like through the, through the roof. And then all it took was just a little bit of a price increase to just start liquidating shorts. And every, you know, five cents that it went higher, people just kept trying to short it down and they just kept getting liquidated, kept getting liquidated. So it was just a massive short squeeze. Mm. Ha. Does it yeah, look like it's over? Or is it going to keep on going? Because I heard it's going to be to $589 in the next three months. Pretty close. I, I think like like four seventy fives resistance, three hundred and twenties resistance, and then one hundred and twelves resistance. So we got a few resistance layers to get through. <laughs> a couple. Yeah. Did you guys see that they have that uh, that swell? Is it a conference? They're in San Francisco, I guess. October first and second. They got like Bill Clinton there. They've got like a bunch of the guys from the central banks. Uh, it looks like they're they're really trying to take this stuff, you know, you know, super serious and really, you know, push the banking side of things like like they've been saying. And it looks like now they're I mean, they're really pushing forward. I know this is the second one that they've done, at least, but everybody uh, everybody last year was it was like it was like consensus 1.0, the consensus pump 1.0. Everybody was like expecting this massive run last year out of swell. It was like the same time as like the R3 conference and uh, it just, the price of Ripple just tanked. They had no good announcements. No, I mean, it was just, it just got smashed. I think what's happening though, personally, from a, from a tech standpoint, they got hit with like all these lawsuits, which, which the lawsuits were like crazy because it would, it would be like a guy lost 500 bucks on Poloniex and he was suing him for like $2.6 million dollars. Like that was like the, the, the flavor of these lawsuits. But I think that they're rolling out X rapid to prove it's a utility mm. so that they don't keep getting hit with these security lawsuits because they've had X rapid for like five years and they had like one bank in Mexico that was using it and like not very much. So I that think was that's my conspiracy too. I totally thought because they had all these securities lawsuits and then like nothing actually uses XRP except for X rapid all of a sudden. And, uh, but now they have partnerships, UBS, Santander, PNC. Yeah. They got the PNC. They got uh, Santander's. It's actually speaking there at swell. They got Clinton speaking at swell. They've got, uh, I forget who he was like the, 
oh geez, who was he? He was like the um, national economic advisor or something like that for Clinton and for Obama speaking there. They're doing some like programming. I don't know if they're doing courses or just talking about it. They've got, uh, you know, a bunch of meet and greets and private, uh, private meetings and, you know, breakfasts and lunches. And, but it, it looks like it's mostly, you know, around banking and, and, and using it in banks. So, you know, it's kind of curious to see with, with their X protocol, is that even going to, you know, affect, you know, Ripple, the XRP, you know, the X rapid, is that? Well, here's my question is like, isn't this just going to put us back to where we were before 2008 when the banks just can do whatever they want anyways, and now they can just transfer money across countries a lot faster? Like at least what I thought the whole, a lot of the idea behind Bitcoin was a, a peer-to-peer currency. And uh, it just seems like XRP completely does away with that. Yeah, I mean, the, the thought of trading your Bitcoin for a centralized pre-mined coin is like insanity to me. But the only reason you'd ever do it is to accumulate more Bitcoin, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So from a trading perspective, it's great because you're able to accumulate more Bitcoin. But I mean, you, you take a coin that has billions and billions of circulation and you're literally just like, you know, institutional monies buying, you know, buying Ripple, but it's basically just extracting Bitcoin out of the market. Hmm. Especially those top, those top buyers, those FOMO buyers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good, good number of people that get, get liquid. That's the best place. That's how you trade though. You buy high and then sell low, right? It's hard nobody, to be mad at them, right? No, and nobody they passed Ethereum, but I think they fell back, right? Yeah, nothing I just said was heard on my channel, unfortunately, because I had my uh, OBS muted. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, everybody knows I, I bought Ripple specifically because they're a marketing powerhouse, and that's it. I don't really know or or care a hundred percent what is going on with Ripple. Uh, I just Dude. know that it could be absolutely nothing. And just the way that they market consistently, day to day to day to day, uh, it's going to drive up the value over time. And, and you know, so, plus, I mean, it. I got I got a lot of people in my chat, and I don't know if we want to talk about this a little bit, but Ripple is the most decentralized cryptocurrency out there. That's that's according to David Schwartz, the uh, the the Ripple uh, CTO. He said, "Did you say centralized or decentralized?" Decentralized. That's he what, said that with a straight face too. <laughs> no, that's what that's what David Schwartz said, the CTO of Ripple. If you guys don't know He's that, guy, David Schwartz came out came up with um, distributed ledger technology in like the like early nineties. 
The guy's the guy's a or the he's guy's a genius. A, he's a genius. Yes, he is. Now, no Ripple. I mean, the thing with them is, dude, from day one they've worked. You know, I mean, you can love them, hate them. You know, you can say they're centralized. You can say they have a big supply. You can say all kinds of things about them, but it, it works. And that's why, like American Express, you know, Santander's. That's why you know they're using them. Banks are using them. It may be kind of a, you know, a database of sorts, but uh, dude, it, it it works. I mean, I mean, I put it on my wallet. I mean, it, it works. I got a lot of people in my chat saying, if you don't if you don't know anything about Ripple then 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 don't talk shit about it. So I just want to clear clear it up here. I I invested in Ripple in 2016 on on Poloniex Trollbox for over about 2 years. My name was XRP Whale. I was that I am very very familiar with Ripple. Uh, I mean, I've been following the project since 2015. I actually almost went to the San Francisco meetup where they gave you 100,000 Ripple just for attending the meetup in San Francisco. So I've been around Ripple for a long time. What's funny is this Ripple army is insane, man. They just came out in like December. They bought at all-time highs and now they're just like fanatical about driving that price back up or something. Mm -hmm. But I've been around Ripple for a really long time. Yeah. I mean, just like Crow said, I mean, they are straight marketing geniuses and their product works. I mean, it's look at how many, you know, ICOs and things like that that don't have the marketing, don't have a working product, and people love them. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't want to be a huge advocate, you know, on either side of Ripple, but it's one of those things where it's like they have a working product and they've got a press machine behind them. And they just overtook Ethereum. I, I know they came back down, but, you know, still, that's, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's saying XRP is not Ripple. XRP or Ripple. Yeah, well, XRP. I mean, you can call things whatever you want. It's. Did you guys see the email press release about that XRP? Uh, R- Ripple sent out a press release to like influencers saying, you know, we are no longer calling this Ripple. It's it's now only XRP. Please well, Bitcoin don't. Cash isn't Bcash, but that's the thing. Like for years and years, it was Ripple on uh, Coin Market Cap. And now they've just distanced themselves because of the because of the securities lawsuits. Ah, good point. Like people will call it whatever they call it. We can call it XRP. I don't. I really call it care. XRP. I, mean, I call it Ripple. And but, uh, that's the main reason why I bought so much Ripple in in 2016. So I bought Ripple at like eight tenths of a penny, and I bought a lot of it. And that's basically why I live in Miami and I'm retired. So I I don't hate Ripple. Ripple Slimer. allowed me to have uh you know the life that I have. But the reason why I initially bought Ripple was because I saw a coexisting ecosystem. And, and, and uh, Crypto Love and I have talked about this. There's, there's two types of, of people that get into crypto. I got into crypto initially because of censorship resistance money, decentralization, and being able to own my own money in a, in a way that I could transport it easily and quickly. So that was the main reason why I got into money. But I understand that there's a lot of people that don't want that. If people didn't want, you know, if people wanted custody of their money, they would still put it in their mattress. They would have safes in their houses. So that's there's a reason that banks exist. And there's a big issue with banks from immigration, sending money overseas. You know, every time you send money through MoneyGram or Telegram or through uh, Western Union, it's like 50 to $200 for like a $2,000 transfer. So when I saw the power of Ripple being able to send it for pennies on the dollar, 
I was like, that's massive. But then also they started getting all these central banks on board. And so I was like, well, you're going to have a dual ecosystem with both decentralized money and centralized money. And Ripple is going to by far lead the way uh, and pilot that. So Ripple and Stellar were my two biggest holdings of 2016, 2017, um, just because Stellar was focused on, you know, they're focused on emerging markets, the bank, you know, the unbanked populations, whereas Ripple was focused on the remittance, the remittance industry, fast payments, transactions for pennies on the dollar. So um, that's why I invested in Ripple initially was, was because I saw that we needed both ecosystems. And I knew that, you know, if Ripple could really come through with transferring money from, let's say us dollar to yen with that Ripple inner, inner, inner bridge for pennies, that's going to save trillions of dollars in in money wires and you know foreign transactions. So that's why I invested in Ripple initially. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of people did. You know, a lot of people. You know, they um, invested. You know, early. Um, they made some good money. People heard about it. They got into it when it was like twenty twenty five cents, and it just stayed flat. You guys remember like seventeen, where it just kind of mm-hmm. stayed flat. I had so yeah. many people tell me, you know, Beatles, you know, why, you know, why do you like Ripple or whatever? And I'm like, dude, just, just watch. Right. And then towards the end of 17, you know, it freaking took off like a rocket. Parabolic. Exactly. Parabolic. Exactly. So well, I got it at 26 cents. It's like at 58 cents right now. And I'm happy as hell. There I can't go. wait for it to get to $9. Yeah, for sure. As long yeah. as Ethereum doesn't be- chase after it. Too much. The, the, the how the Howie test. Let's do it real quick. Buying something with the expectation of profit. You know what? <laughs> not a security. Everything <laughs> that I buy, I expect a profit from it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Not a security. But didn't didn't the Howie test even fail in a New York court just like in the past week or two, where somebody met all the qualifications of the Howie test and the judge is like, eh, I don't care. You're still a security. Didn't that just happen like a couple weeks ago? Did you did you guys see the letter that was penned by the Bitcoin Core developer? Um, are you talking about when they found the the error with it just recently? No, 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 no. This is this is just recently. Um, one of the one of the most well known Bitcoin Core devs got together with I, I can't it's not Goldman Sachs, but one of those big banking institutions, and they penned a letter to the New York uh, Attorney General and the SEC, basically saying all of the laws need to be rewritten and why Bitcoin being held by enterprise level institutions is a massive problem. And, and here's the things that they need to do. And they were specifically targeting ICE, um, Inter- Intercontinental Exchange and BACT. And, and they wrote this huge letter why that's going to be a massive problem and, and why the SEC needs to deny it until these action steps were taken. It's pretty. It's a pretty good letter. I could find it and I could I could do some quotes from it. But I thought that was pretty fascinating. I just saw how they're they're trying to get um, the IRS to strengthen the tax code and the, you know kind of define things more clearly and all that. I didn't see what you're just talking about. That would oh, be great. We definitely need clarity. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So Bitcoin Core Dev joins. With, oh, Morgan Stanley to That's warn the SEC. Yeah. That's what they said. <clears throat> so Jake, what do you think, man? Do you think they're going to? Uh, you think they're going to let the Vanek go through on the 30th or you think they're going to postpone it? You think they're somebody, going somebody just uh, somebody just wrote an article saying that the Vanek ICO from an inside source at the CBOE says it's a almost a certainty. 
What's but the certainty watch, that it's going to be delayed? Is is that why the price keeps going up? Because normally, like before they announce like these ETFs, it seems like some people already, like some of the big people already know ahead of time that it's going to get postponed, delayed, denied. And you see kind of the market kind of go down. Do you think that because we're seeing all this green, something good's going to happen? Like it go through? I, I think it's just priced in. But if you if you look at what's happening with Tether, Dude, the Tether blockchain goes offline and then Bitcoin dumps for like $500. And then, you know, we're just seeing these massive volatility swings. What's really happening is unregulated exchanges are, and I'm, I'm not, but this is just coming from, I understand quant mechanics. I understand hedge fund mechanics. There are, there are entities in China that are being paid massive amounts of money um to use high frequency trading bots and what they do is they measure and analyze one minute volume candles so they can literally paint in like a picture of where liquidity zones are so like when you've got like bifinex and bitmex man they just run right through those liquidity zones liquidating stops and then they'll they'll just run it right back the other way and so for me i i just can't see how the sec could approve this type of market until we get more regulated oversight because Bifinex and Bitmex, they have, they don't accept US investors for that reason. They don't want to be under CFTC oversight, SEC oversight. So it's still a wild, wild west market because, you know, when, when you have the index price that's, that's hooked to Gemini and Coinbase and Bifinex and Bitmex or whatever it is, these markets are completely wild, wild west, especially when liquidity and volume are still so low. So I don't think it's a certainty that the ETF is going to be approved because the last two weeks of trading just show that this market is, it's still, it's still way too unregulated. Yeah. I can see it going both ways, man. You know, I can totally see everything that you're saying and all the truth behind it and be like, it makes total sense right now to delay it. But then on the other side, it's like when I see the market and I keep seeing it going green and I understand about the high frequency trading bots, but it's like, maybe they know something we don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, maybe they know something we don't. So I know that we're going to get one. I know we're going to get one. I just don't know if it's going to be on the 30th. It's not going to be until February. I've already written all this bullshit off. There's no ETF decision coming until February. There's no it's reason the SEC going to be is going to make a decision on anything earlier than they have to. Go up to that. What'd you say, Bearded? Bearded one. <laughs> it's going to be announced at the Chainwise conference. That's right. It'll be well, announced there. Right Hester Pierce. That's right. There's so just, who do we have there's no at reason the Chainwise yeah, let, let me ask you guys this. What reason would the SEC have? Yes, I've been drinking my scotch. Suck it. What reason hey, would the what? SEC have? I said have? I would join you, so I have my own yeah, right you here. need to catch up, slacker. I saw where that glass started. <laughs> I, my, mine was to the I brim I when I started. I said beach, yeah. and this is 18 so you know i'm already dude i'm dipping on camera like, dude, you're you know, like twice as big as me easy <laughs> i know all the guys say that um so <laughs> supposed to be all the ladies say that not the guys Come oh I, i'm not twice as big as them um so the crypto crypto's 2018 he's already posted this damn thing 15 times already um a question for the audience, what do you think about games on the blockchain, crypto kitties, hash puppies, or crypto gladiators? 
Actually, you know what? There's a company that's been hitting me. Somebody donated $5 through Super Chat. Um, Julio U. Um, have you guys been contacted by the uh, OX humans people? Oh, yeah. No. They want to like take us and put us on a blockchain. Yeah. I, cause, uh, so they contacted me a few weeks ago. And they're like, hey, what do you think of this idea? And we're, we're still at the beginning stages. And I'm like, well, I got a bunch of influencers who would love to be like have their own card. And we, we've been kind of going back and forth. And they just sent me their white paper like a few days ago. I actually think it looks cute. Like, I think projects like that are a waste of space, personally. But, I mean, they're kind of fun. You know what I mean? So is a board game. Just because yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily, you know, a big tech company doesn't... I think it could be kind of fun, so I, I like it. So, uh, anyway, Bact can now do its thing in November. What is that? Speaking oh, of a, shit! Yeah, speaking of a board game, check that out, huh? What oh, I didn't even know that existed. That's pretty Dude, smart. I'm a diehard Deadpool fan. When oh. you said board game, it's like I had to break that thing out. It just came in the mail today. Oh, it. man. Now you're trying to make me jelly. I'm going to have to go get my own Monopoly Deadpool game. Yep. Uh, one quick question. Somebody paid me $5, I guess. I never see this money ever. I feel like people waste their money doing these tips. If anybody yeah, watching, if you want to get my attention, just do a dollar. You don't have to. I've seen $5, $20. I never see a penny of it. Backed can now do its thing in November without any SEC news influencing things. Their Twitter is informative and bullish. So maybe it's somebody from Backed. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Well, I mean, with Backed, we don't particularly need ETFs. I mean, Backed is doing the same thing as ETFs, except they're actually going to be backed by Bitcoin. And Beatles, I'm going to tell you right but now, I don't think, never once I don't think in any of that stuff matters anyways. Like, sure, the stuff could inflate price, but all of this stuff about ETFs and Backed and all that just came about when Arthur Hayes said, hey, we'll have a $50,000 Bitcoin when there's an ETF. And what happened after that? People started betting on BitMEX a lot more than they were before. So he do, he was just saying that to get publicity, get, make a lot of money for himself. Even, even if an ETF or back gets approved, are we going to have a $50,000 Bitcoin? I don't I, exactly know. My, year, my personal yeah. opinion is uh, one day, yes. Do I think the ETF will do it? No. But I think the ETF kind of brings some credibility to the crypto space that allows more people to come into it. And so we all know, you know, you put a buck in, it goes up 50 bucks on the market cap, right? So I don't think the ETF on its own is going to do anything really except add credibility to the space. Well, so. th but that's, I mean, in a market where everybody's shit scared, and, and everybody, so many people bought in on the high and, you know, watch it all come down. Everybody's, everybody just wants to feel safe. And, uh, and it, it's, it's like everybody wants, everybody's looking at this space as a way to make a lot of money potentially, especially now where the market's at, but they're scared to death that the floor is going to fall out of it. And so when, when the, when the government basically says it's okay to risk pension funds and other like-minded money into this kind of atmosphere, that's when everybody will feel safe and start buying back into it. And I feel like everybody's waiting for that approval to say, yes, everybody, it's okay. You're safe. Your money's safe. A lot of people just need to be led because they don't have the time to go reading everything about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you definitely have some uh, some validity to your points there, man. Once, once an ETF is approved, people are going to feel a little bit more safe, I think. And, um, 
I think more money will come in. But I don't think it's just because of the ETF. I think it's because of what the ETF stands for and means, just like what you said right there. When, when you're basically saying that, you know, all these other pensions are coming in behind it, the government's kind of approved it, people are going to feel a bit safer, just like you said, and then you'll start seeing the effect of that. I don't think we're going to have $50,000 Bitcoin just because an ETF comes up, you know, it gets approved. But, yes, that's um, crypto think- loves bedroom behind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we have fifty thousand dollars Bitcoin, I'm gonna recreate that bedroom just for myself. Exactly. <laughs> well, that poster was actually a gift from you, Beatles. You remember? Yeah, but yeah, that was our secret. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, oh, you guys are so sweet. You exchange little totally gifts not. to each other. And that's totally not a little sex doll, right? Is there. Jacob charting right now? That's what I want to know. Is he charting <laughs> or watching chat? <laughs> He's watching an episode of Lost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk enough to start a fight. What the fuck? What's up? <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> just reading chat. I was, I was looking for questions. Oh, I don't have any questions. I just have people point. like just talking about, I don't even know, all kinds of random stuff. They're all, all my chats filled with ripple people. Yeah, Dude, it's that's funny. the only thing that was in the news this week, period. Right. It's the only thing that's ever in the news. Today there was that one thing with Bitcoin where they found a bug in the code. But they fixed it. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a bug in Bitcoin's code too, right? You guys see that? That's what I was talking about. Oh, I just said Ripple. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't hear about that one. But <clears throat> one of the one of the biggest things that that no one's really talking about is that, that they're really not trying to. They really don't know what. Well, I, I don't think anybody's really even considered this yet. But Bitcoin Core is building privacy on. What happens if they just fork the code? And they're left with with derivative I, IOUs for this coin, but if all of the developers and all of the miners shift to another forked coin, what happens? Well, wouldn't they still? I mean, those derivatives that they have that they're left with, they would be entitled to a certain amount of the forked coins, wouldn't they? Well, I don't know. That's, wouldn't it be like any other fork, or they get you know they have one coin and they get another? Well, that, but but they like but they don't own the physical coin they own a derivative, oh, derivative. Of it. Hmm, gotcha uh, yeah well, i mean derivatives are all made up money anyways so it could just be like you know it could be bitcoin classic derivatives you know <laughs> <laughs> just it's just uh, there's just a lot to consider and i that's why i think it'll be delayed or possibly i mean it's just such a newer technology that they need to shift all the laws, not just taxes, but security laws. I mean, it's just a new form of money. It's you're, it's you're, you're able to transfer value over the internet. Never before have we been able to do that. So it's like, you have to reinvent every law, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think well, of Mike Novogratz talking about how the bear market's over? Wait, what? Wait, I said, what do you guys think about uh, Mike Novogratz Came out. If uh, I had a if I had a hedge fund that was forty percent underwater, <laughs> I would try and convince as many people as possible that the market was over. Because this is like yeah. the second time he's done this, and it didn't work the first time either. So, uh, it's a day by day market, man. You can't you can't vet, you can't say that the bear market is over unless you have confirmation that the bear market's over. Which there is just, none. Just because we have the bottom doesn't mean we've broken the downtrend. We're not even close to breaking the downtrend on Bitcoin and the in the altcoin market as a whole. We I mean the altcoin market like cap it bounced off the 618 fib 
But does that mean we're like out of the bear market? Not really. I mean, you have to wait for confirmation. So to to declare that is a, is a little. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said he's got his own fund, right? right. So, <laughs> so what do you think? What is what does Jake think uh, as far as when are we going to be out of the bear market and into the bowl? What 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 price what prices? Yeah, throw, do you throw his balls onto the fire, Beatles. Go for it. <laughs> that's, that's a brick. So, if you read my Bitcoin analysis, it was number one on TradingView for like a week. Basically, every single single um, pullback. So. What I mean by pullback is we crashed down to like 6K after 20K. So 20K down to, well, I guess we did 11, 15, and then basically hit right around 6,000, 6, then pulled back to 11. Then. So we did these bounces, but every bounce was a 61.8% was a Fibonacci, which is known as the golden ratio or the golden zone. But that pullback from the swing high to the swing low, it hit 61.8, 61.8, 61.8. And it did this about six times. So once we break out of that downtrend, and so the next 61.8 is 6,900, 6,900 to like $50. So if we can break that, then I think that we will, if we can break it like on a daily candle closing and then a weekly candle closing, then I think we'll have a good, basically bulls will be back in control of the market. If we, if we hit 6,900 and then we start to, and then we move back down, then we could retest those 6k lows one more time and and you know from there it's it's really a matter of you know is will volume come back in cuz volume is still shit like volume is mm-hmm. volume is the confirmation of price action until you get volume that that follows up the price action is is irrelevant because if if the price goes up to like 7k but the volume continues to drop off then you never get confirmation that people want to buy at those levels. When when price goes up and volume continues to go up, that's when you know you're in an uptrend. When when price goes down and volume starts to go down, that means that no, the sellers are no longer selling at those lower levels. But when price goes down and volume picks up, that's when, that's when you know you're still in a downtrend. And that's what we keep seeing. Every time the price goes down, volume goes through the roof. So, so that's given us confirmation that that downtrend is still valid. Hmm. And for those of you on my channel, a lot of people think that that uh, this little blonde kid, he's like 16. I know, he's young. But <laughs> this is I Love Crypto, and he's actually one of, I mean, in my opinion, he's one of the top uh, Bitcoin technical analysis guys out there. Follow him on, on Twitter to see what I'm talking about. He's not new. He's been at this a lot longer than I have. Probably most of us, I'm guessing. I'm not sure. Um, maybe Beatles, I'm not sure, but yeah, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. That's why I shut up and listen. Um, I would advise <laughs> everybody out there to do the same and check out his channel. He's a good dude. I met this guy in New York. He's like four foot two and he's like 16, but he's super smart. So you just got to pay attention folks. That's just cause I shaved the beard, bro. I appreciate, I appreciate the time. <laughs> Yeah. I, guess, I guess I need to I need to grow back out. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I man, I wish to God fun. I could look 25, let alone 16. I mean, you know, it's all good. Everybody looks four foot two from Jason's height. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> when you're 19 feet tall. Everybody. What does everybody think about blockchain gaming? Oh, I, I can't think, wait I for there to be gaming. Blockchain's got a long way to go. That people play, like stuff like uh, Destiny or... PUBG or any of that where you can earn stuff in there and then actually own the rights to that to where you can sell it to somebody else and make money from it. 
Oh, I know, I know what you just did. A company that just reached out to me had to have just reached out to you. Was it BitGuild? No, no, a company called BitGuild just reached out to me, and I was, I was watching their video, and I'm like, you know what? This is actually pretty damn cool. Basically, what they want to do is they want to take um, items, swords, whatever, like your favorite shit out of whatever video game you're playing, tokenize it. And you can actually store it on a graphically viewable wallet. And and then you can sell it if you want. And, and you can't use it in other games, obviously, but as like a token, a memento, or, you know, trophy, that kind of thing. And I thought that was actually kind of cool. I actually want to create a trading card game on the blockchain. Not because it needs it, just because I think it'd be fun. But I'm probably never going to do it because I already fucked up one game. I'm not, probably not doing it again. <laughs> I think your idea about the channel and the house was better. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> I think like multiplayer online role-playing game, an MMORPG, where you can validate the items with the ownership and you can track the transactions. Like, you know, back like Diablo 2. Yeah, you used to be able to like dupe gems and like stuff like that. Did, how many of you guys um, ever well, played Shadowbane? Yeah, all I see is oh. a pinwheel. That's all I'm, I'm. I'm picturing all of us gaming on the blockchain and just waiting for it to load. <laughs> I just actually created network congestion in, in a game called Shadowbane years and years and years ago, and I figured out that when the servers reset, if you drop items from your backpack at the second the servers came down, when you log back in, they'd still be sitting there and in your backpack. And I spread that out, and I think I actually kind of was, I might have been responsible for ruining that whole fucking game. Because once that got out, people were just duplicating all their gold, all their resources, and giant cities popped up overnight. And <laughs> But you wouldn't have shit like that if it were done on the blockchain. Yeah. Sorry, you know Jacob. I'm, I'm still listening. I just... No, 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 no. I, I agree. I agree 100%. Same thing with Diablo 2. You used to be able to like do like copy them on your hard drive and like the the little like um, file that they were stored on based on your items. You could like copy your character over. Same same shit. Right. I would love an MMO on the blockchain personally. I would love to be earning. <coughs> Damn. Yeah. I just God, favorite video Ultima. game. What's what's everybody's favorite video game? Ultima Online. If you could put it on the blockchain. What Ultima would it be? Wow, dude, that's a that's a old school. I had a buddy that dropped out of high school for that game. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, well, he 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 had like, I mean, he was like one of the original players, and he sold his character to some guy in New York for a bunch of money. But yeah, he was like fifteen, and he and he stayed home, and yeah, I love that really game. Dick. To this day, I still I still think about what that's a lot of people. A lot of the crazy people that like hunt me down, they're always trying to post all kinds of oh, crows a scammer. They're people that like wanted me to create this game that I tried to launch like six years ago. It was going to be like I was trying to create an Ultima Online successor, but in like 3D, and it was a total train wreck. But yeah, dude, I Ultima Online to this day is my favorite game ever, and I wish somebody would come out with a, a like a duplicate of it, even just in 3D. It would be amazing. Yo, Crypto Stash says he plays. He played Ultima Online because it's, it's the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was grindy. I would. I don't even know if I would have time to play it like I did back then. But dude, it was just. I don't know, man. It was like the first, the first time I ever saw like a true world 
You know, I mean, it was isometric. It was top down. The graphics weren't great. But back then, it was still like it, it opened a whole new world, man. And then from there, you, you got EverQuest. That was the first 3D venture into MMO gaming I ever had. And that was mind blowing to me. I, I'm I'm a gamer. I've always been a gamer, so I, I love it. Somebody asked us what if about, we were going to all shave um, our beards when B, when Bitcoin gets back to twenty thousand. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Imagine Zelda or like uh, Grand Theft Auto on the blockchain. You know, imagine if there's any a, game that I could see a doing that, reality Rockstar. You know, that, you know how sweet that would be. What is that it? Would be sick. Uh, VR Zelda. I never you played that. Zelda. I can't What's do that? virtual reality yet. It makes me sick. I hear there are some things you got to try on VR that'll definitely change your opinion from what I hear. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would just throw up all over those virtual boobs. I I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> I'm serious. I tried to get. I tried, dude. I was all pumped. I got the kids the PlayStation 4 VR and Skyrim, and I, dude, I had that headset on for like three minutes max, and I wasn't right for two days. I heard that I heard that PlayStation VR is the like one of the best. So what's what's uh what's your favorite video game, Beatles? You know, probably, you know, back from when I was a kid, it'd be like uh Zelda or Mike Tyson's Punch Out or Contra or one of the one of the old school games, man. Even Twisted Metal. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh, oh my god. god. Rob Zombie. Remember Rob? <laughs> wow. Who was your favorite character in, in, in Twisted Metal? A B B A left right. What was the code for Contra? <laughs> I remember that shit on the original up, on the down, Nintendo. Up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, V, select, start. Select, start, yeah. Was that Contra that, or was that Mario Brothers? That was, that was Contra. Contra. That's what yeah. I thought. Wow, I can't believe I sort of remember that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, mine was Halo 2. Like, I I mean, that game was just fun. You meet up with your friends and just play that all night. Yeah. I'm playing Witcher 3, actually, right now. Again, I played it before, but I'm playing it again. That's an awesome game if you haven't played it. Uh, Aaron just picked up a new game, too. It's kind of like Ninja Gaiden, but it's not. Aaron, what's it called? He'll, he'll tell me in a second. Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they need no. to do? They need to recreate Maniac Mansion on PlayStation 4 on like current-gen platforms. Make it bigger, better. That would be insane. Neo? All right. He says it's called Neo. You guys got to check that game out. It's kind of like Ninja Gaiden, just a little different. He's Ninja on it all the time. Awesome. Yeah. US I like lawmaker I like introduces three um, pro cryptocurrency bills to Congress. That's an interesting article. I War seen. Warcraft 3 was probably my favorite. And then Starcraft. Warcraft and Starcraft were two of my favorite games. Man, that was fun when they had like little mini orcs on the screen and everything. I remember those games. What? Man. Why do you keep touching me? <laughs> Uh, it is cool just to hang out, man, and we don't always have to just uh, talk shop. So, you know, it's, no. it's, I lost a couple years of my out. life to World of Warcraft. Oh, dude, I I play Hearthstone right now. I still love that game. Well, dude, Crow, I used to play Warhammer and stuff like that. Are you serious? Yeah. Have you played War Machine yet? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, but it's so at, much better than Warhammer. Dude, I was at some conventions and I was in like the magazines for like White Dwarf magazine and stuff. Not because of my amazing beard, but because I was super cool and played those games. Oh, dude, I didn't know. I I love Warhammer, man. I, I have some big orc stuff that I bought just because I wanted to paint them for Warhammer. Um, mm -hmm. They're in my they're in my other office, but 
Dude, War Machine. I play Convert. Like, my tattoo on my arm, you can't see it, but the viewers can. This is actually the Convergence of Cyrus, the Iron Ma uh, Maiden Mother. It's, it's the Convergence of Cyrus logo that's on my arm. I love it. What can I say? I'm a nerd. Nice. Uh, well, in the thumbnail, you got an axe. Next time, we got to give you a big old hammer. So, yeah, <laughs> big old Thor hammer. That's it. All right. So, favorite movies, man. So, uh, Siri Noor has asked, uh, you know, what's everybody's favorite movie? I'm not telling you guys mine because you guys are douchey and you'll laugh at me. Oh, Dumb my and God. dumber. Is it the Princess dinner. Bride? Is that is that Trump's favorite dumber. movie? <laughs> Yours is Dumb and Dumber. Mm hmm. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Mine is uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh yeah, they wrote that about me. Actually, <laughs> it was a very good That's movie. Got me emotional. <laughs> they did a good job. They did. They did a very good job. They got the height wrong, but other than that, it was pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, for me, it, uh, probably Super Troopers or Boondock Saints. I love those. Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Did you do you know what happened with Boondock Saints? They recreated it and made it shitty. <laughs> well, you tell me where they stole the rights to it from the guy, or? Well, no, they they were they were going to do this massive U.S. launch, and then the Columbine shooting happened. Oh. So they actually couldn't launch their movie in the U.S. Based they they like got blocked by all these people because there was. Oh this my god! Somebody in my chat guessed my favorite movie. <laughs> and it, I, I can't believe that I just saw this. <laughs> it is the notebook. That is so wow. funny. <laughs> Dude, that is my wife's absolute favorite movie. Dude, yeah. I like movies that get me emotional. What can I tell you? I love the notebook. <laughs> my wife thinks it's silly too, but I love that movie. So, love, is it uh, Boogie Nights for you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was my younger years. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber, man. I love that movie since the first day I saw it. I've, I've watched that movie over 100 times. Just like I could watch it 100 more. He does not smoke marijuana either. <laughs> no. Not anymore. Not anymore. When I was younger. That was a, a big part of my high school experience. Maybe Stay I did school. mention it in previous videos. I don't remember. It is but a classic. See, I love movies like Bloodsport with Van Damme. That was one of my favorite movies. I had that entire movie memorized, line for line, oh, every movement. Check out, check out uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. On I saw that. I couldn't get through <laughs> Hilarious. it. I, I couldn't. I was like, oh, dude. Like After watching you on a Tostitos commercial, I don't think I can invest myself into this show. Yo, Miggity's in the house. Miggity? What up, Miggity? He's in your channel. Not in mine. Yeah. Mm. Um, good old Van Dam. Yeah, I actually saw him up in uh, Sacramento not too long ago. He dropped by to uh, see Uriah and Team Alpha Male and all those guys, man. So yeah, uh, he's still he's still out there, still alive and kicking. You know, he I'm is. sure he is. Yeah. I'm sure he is. Him and that whole thing that he's got going with uh, Steven Seagal back and forth is funny. Blade Runner, Blade Runner, the original was definitely one of my favorite movies. I have a lot of really like movies that i love and remember from back in the day but i don't know something about notebook the green mile was would probably be like second <laughs> you guys that make fun all you want i i'll i'll these these are great movies they're classics it's just there's inside jokes to each one of these movies that i'm thinking about that comes from you know my kid to uh you know to the wife so um uh, 
I, I won't say one here, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you off here. They're they're pretty funny, and you'll see why I was lying. <laughs> oh shit! All right, let's do something productive. What 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 do we got? There, there's just top top three, to top three coins for long term. That's what I keep getting that question. Top three coins. Okay, let's go over everybody's. I guess I'll let you guys start. <laughs> go ahead, Jacob. I guess it depends on the entry uh, or sure. the market conditions. Okay, take all that out of it because I I agree with you. Like I talk a lot about like when I go into positions with Ethereum that it's all about the Ethereum spread and how much better I think it's going to do than Ethereum over time and all that stuff. But like like overall, I think is what everybody's kind of looking for. I think I still like OMG, especially at the price it's at right now. Um, Stellar, I think, is one of the best long term holds in my opinion. Just with, I think it's I think eventually with all the partnerships they have, I think that Stellar will be bigger than Ripple. But the problem with Stellar is that 90% of the coins are held by the top 10 wallets. So that's a, that's a massive issue for like liquidity and decentralization. So, you know, something's got to happen with that. But V chain, I think is just from a, from a utility standpoint, they're just like so massive. They have so many partnerships, uh, you know, I don't know, 100 plus partnerships. And then Tron, I mean, those four are probably long term. You're talking like five, 10 years and Ethereum. So, the, the, you know, the, those five. All right. Who's next? What you got, Love? Oh, it's tough because there are a lot of good ones. And I no, agree with a lot of the ones that Jake one. said. But here's what I'd say for and my, Cardano at this moment. <laughs> Cardano is sure. I would say um, Bitcoin. Monero and Neontology. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. It's funny. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, it's definitely, you know, Bitcoin. Um, and then obviously, you know, Monarch. So those are my, my two favorites. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence for the third one because there's so many. So if I, had to, if I wanted to pick six or 10, that's a no brainer. But three. Um, I would probably have to say Siren only because you know they're delivering this year. So, and I you think say that's Siren Labs. Um, yeah, I, I think sure they're hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've you know, it's one of those things where if I had just heard about it, you know, I'd be like, eh, probably you know, Cardano or Ontology. But being how I've been there, I've seen it, I've held it, I know who's working on the project. It's like okay, it's more than hype, right? So I would say Siren Labs, and, and I'll know if I'm wrong in December. <laughs> if they don't deliver a kick-ass phone in December, well, then, you know, I was, you know, maybe wrong. But uh, I've seen it. So as long as they work out all the bugs and they uh, produce it, then that's what I'm excited about. And obviously, I think we all hold these coins, so. Right. I, I, I'm pretty sure I have everything. Let's go, with, let's go with, like, non-majors. What's, what's a um, non-major coin that you really like? Aon Matrix AI. To to I like. Uh, I mean Cardano. Would you consider that a major yet? It's still pretty much. Yeah, it's worthless. like top five. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> uh, man, there really are just so many. OMG, I like Qtum. I think it's probably going to do well coming back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I, you know, I don't really have, I don't think in terms of favorites, to be honest, I think, I think in groups, I think, you know, this sector might do well, this sector might do well. Um, 
so note chain that's funny how long time people, are we talking when i think of of like i think over the next i'm thinking 2019 like what are what are really going to blow up in 2019 because i'm thinking denticoin until people realize there's absolutely no use for that <laughs> i'm thinking that one's just going to keep on pumping and keep on doing amazing Tell Crypto Love that we're both big fans of the Neo blockchain. Ask him to have a look at my channel too, please. I talk about the Neo blockchain projects. This is Crypto's 2018. He's he's had a, he's blowing up my chat. Oh, thank you. What's up? Thanks thanks for tipping Jason for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Right. So classic. So who's got their next three? Now these are going to be three. Oh, we're talking like low, <clears throat> low ones. Okay, here we go. These are like oh, there's a lot of good ones down there. Shoot, I like Theta. I like what Theta's doing. They've got a they've got a solid team too. They've got like the the co-founder from YouTube, and they've got one the one of the founders of Twitch. Um, and so it's a content delivery network. I really like Theta. I did a review. I think I was like them. the first like YouTuber to talk about Theta. I am full. I would disagree. I'll fight you about it. You I better check a, those a, dates. All right, let's let's take a look. It's funny because they probably came out at the same time. <laughs> let me let me see. Crypto Crow Theta. I'm gonna do a search. Why I bought seven thousand six hundred fifty tokens? Is that your video? I don't know. I have to look. Um, I think also 20. Loom is doing some pretty cool stuff. They're just like building dApps on there. Because I think coming up, like dApps are going to be very important. Also interconnectivity. I think those are my thoughts. Yeah, why well, I bought 7,650 Theta tokens. That was seven months ago. Mine came out the day before yours. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Whatever. January twenty fifth, you came out the twenty sixth. You bite on my channel, bro. I had I, I didn't even know you were alive then, youngin. I <laughs> January twenty sixth. Wow. All right. Mine came out twenty fifth. Touche. I had upload times. <laughs> That's yeah, well, I mean, you know. I'm kidding. <laughs> Fine, you win. I think I figured my three out. So I did. Randall, did you go? You get all three? I didn't get all three. I, I would say probably Loom, Elastos, and uh, I don't know a third. I could say Theta, but I don't want to copy. Loom's pretty good. I like Loom. Mm -hmm. I like I like, I like how they're like differentiating scaling solutions based on what type of project it is. Like if it doesn't need security, well, you can make it super fast. If it does, I mean, so it's like depth. That decentralized applications that like allow for scalability. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot about Loom. Yeah, because we still, I mean, we still haven't had like a huge DAP run. It seems like all the platforms have, people are tired of platforms. So now we need to build some DAPs on them. What do you guys think of credits? <laughs> I never was, I know Superman was in love with that. I just never bought into it. I didn't, I mean, it was okay. Well, I think I have a, I think my, my KuCoin bags, I just, I just never looked at them. I just, it, it was, it was only like 10 Bitcoin. I didn't even like, they're just on KuCoin. Um, and I think credits is, is one of them. I, I, I don't know why. I, the, the thing was that they were like basically saying they could do a million transactions per second 
with their test net. Um, I haven't really looked and seen if they did anything, if they actually did it. But from initial glances, I just thought it was a scam. But they were claiming all this crazy hype shit. I, I don't know. Look at Turnio if you're all about TPS. Yeah, they, they definitely do have some uh, some marketing and some hype behind them for sure. And they do have a, a pretty big community of, of supporters. So it's it's. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see whether it's just vaporware, if it's real, or all that kind of stuff. So it's Power taking Ledger. A- I, think I can see Power Ledger doing really well long term once they get more infrastructure yeah. established. Yeah, yeah. For me, the the three, it's tough because there's so many different projects out there, man, and there's so many that I've like reviewed and looked at, and it's like uh, I got buddies and partners and everything. But if we take you know the partnership stuff out of it, and we just look at you know different things. Um, I would say Dragon Chain. I know you guys, you know, some, there's some love and some hate there, but dude, they have a solid team. Uh, they have a really, really solid team, and they're an infrastructure of sorts where people can build off of them. Right. And then if you look at things like like Funfair, things like Funfair, they're like this this gambling eco- ecosystem, right? And there's so many people that are you know placing bets and and doing gaming and stuff like that. And I think and the CEO was practically knighted. He's like one rank or two ranks down from being knighted, which is yeah. I mean, Funfair, you know, I got in. I, I got in like Jez Sam, the CEO of uh, Funfair. And then another one that people either like or hate is Kin because it's just a way to, you know, send money across their already huge infrastructure of, of, you know, users. So I think like when Facebook comes out with their crypto, they're going to kill it, you know, and if Kin can ever get their stuff together and monetize their, their users, they're going to kill it. If Telegram can monetize their users, they're going to kill it. I'll tell you who I think will actually do well once they get their shit together and they start getting on some exchanges. Celsius Network. They're, yeah, Alex is a great guy, dude. Alex and Dan and Nuke and all those guys, man. Once yeah. he finds his happy place and he starts getting this damn coin listed on exchanges and it starts getting more liquid, it's going to draw more attention to the coin, more attention to the app, and I think it's going to draw in more people. He's supposed to speak it chain-wise, and okay. I've, I've confirmed it with his people. And I'm actually I'm actually really hoping that he comes through, and he, he does, because I would like to see Celsius do well. Because I think that what they're doing and the people behind it, obviously Alex being the main one, I think he's on to something. And I think it's just a matter of time until people start catching wind about what the Celsius app does and how they can make spare money. Especially for long-term holders, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to utilize something like Celsius and earn interest on the coins you're holding. So yeah. it's just, it's just, it's not liquid. So even if you earn a shit ton of Celsius, there isn't a whole lot you can do with it yet. And I think that's holding them back. So, yeah. Alex is, you know, Alex is a really smart guy, and he and he's one of those people, too, that doesn't want to pay the exchanges their pound or six pounds of flesh. Right. So, you know, a lot of people don't know. Some people do, but a lot of people don't know that, like, to get listed on these major exchanges, you have to put down millions of dollars. Right. And then you have to give them huge sums of your tokens that they basically play with before you're able to. And so what do I mean by that? Like, if... You know, I give high frequency trading bots. Well, some of these exchanges, they're actually moving the money that you gave them before you even know to move your money, if that makes sense. They're always a step ahead. So not only do they take all this money from you to get listed, then they're using your tokens kind of against you or in front of you. And so Alex knows that. And so he's. Well, uh, he went on and on about it on my channel, like at the last interview we did. Oh, he's pissed about it. Like, he's like, fuck the world and all these exchanges. He's he's ready to burn them all to the ground and launch his own. 
So, and I think yeah, he was on uh, Love. He was on uh, Crypto Love's channel recently as well. So yeah, I don't know if he talked about that. He did a really that. good interview. He blew my mind with the stuff that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's yeah, he's, he's going guy. somewhere. A he's, lot of a lot of the ICOs. Most people don't know this, but the, I was kind of alluding to this a little bit earlier. Um, in in like China and Korea, some of these uh, hedge funds and 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 quant traders, they actually get paid like five to six million dollars plus a stake of tokens to create price discovery price discovery and liquidity for an ICO. So when it gets listed, well now they've got a massive volume of coins plus they were paid like five million dollars in ether and all they do is they basically like wash trade to create volume to attract investors to and they, they can basically guarantee your coin will be listed at this price and will spike it to this price and then we'll keep it there for X number of things. And then that's literally the con it's con they're contractually bound to create price discovery to certain price levels. Well, and I think that's, that's kind of dictated that... by how much your budget is, right? Cause can't you technically yeah. buy a marker so that your price never goes below a certain amount on a particular exchange? Uh, you probably can, but if you remember in the decentralized debate, Al was talking about that, how, you know, we don't need all these market makers and all these discoveries. You know, we just need to let uh, the free market determine whether there's something of value or not. But right. that was like nobody... the beauty of, of 2016 is it was true price discovery. It was true. It was true. There was not a lot of manipulation back then. It was literally supply demand, uh, you know, a lot of based on fundamentals, hitting milestones was is what would kind of dictate a coin's rise or fall. Um, and that's that's what I really, I mean, I think it was one of the purest markets because I've traded Forex, I've traded options, I've traded, you know, uh, different markets, but it, it was one of the purest markets because it's really just defined by supply demand and then it, whether or not a coin was achieving milestones and whether or not it was, it was moving in the right direction. That's, it was one of my favorite times of, of trading. So three coins that, that I would say um, that, that we haven't really talked about that I think will actually create user adoption. Basic attention token. It was mentioned by Tim Ferriss. They've got the Brave browser, Mozilla guy. I think that's a massive one. If they it's a can good really, too. if they can really fix their their UI UX and make it pri you know, like private. I, I've tried to use it, but I, I'm so stuck on Chrome. Um, but I have my VPN and my firewall and all that stuff. Basic attention token, zero X. I think is such an underrated cryptocurrency, I think it's literally going to be the protocol for the exchange of all value. I think that because it's it's all run by old ex Coinbase guys or, you know, they're the advisors on it. So there, I think that zero X will probably be the, 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 the um, protocol for exchanges um, in the future. And then uh, storm storm doesn't get a lot of love, but dude, they've got, Uber as a as a client, Zynga as a as a client. They've got massive clients, and they're they're, and if you talk about just like somebody who's never heard of crypto, you hop on the Storm Play app and you freaking just do micro tasks where you sign up for a like a you know email news list and you get five Storm tokens or whatever. That's the that's one of the biggest uh, I think user adoptions things uh, is is that Storm Play app. So those are my three three other ones. Solid. I've never heard of Storm before. So <laughs> I'm looking at it now. Dude, Storm's app is sick. And uh, Simon Yu, he's the CEO. The, their team is really cool. Um, Ari, she's uh, she's like a ex um, hedge. She, she like basically was like a 
chief financial officer, chief operations officer for for a big Fortune 500 company, and so they pulled her in. So it's like mining just, through action. But if I, if I was going to put together an advisor list for like a fantasy ICO, if you look at their advisors though, dude, it's like they drafted all of the right advisors. They've got like the Bitrex CEO. They've got like dude, it's nuts what they've got. But yeah, so I like Storm. <laughs> Charles Hoskinson, he's he's a he's a storm guy. Really? Yeah. You guys think Amazon's coming anytime soon? I, I saw in the news, you know, they have some URLs, they got some domains out there, and you know, they're basically just you know bought some to keep people from stealing them. I think. But uh, do you think Amazon's coming into the space anytime soon? Yeah. They, well, I don't know if you saw, but they built an entire blockchain architecture. So like developers can use Amazon web servers and they have like basically um, like blockchain, like a developer kit. They have an SDK built on Amazon. Pretty sick. But in terms of payment on Amazon, I don't think anytime soon. You can go other places like purse.io and pay with Bitcoin and actually get 15% off of Amazon purchases um, if you do that. But I don't think Amazon will integrate it for a while. That reminds me of the debate on the boat. Wasn't that uh, with Tone and with uh, Roger Bear, where he just kept saying purse.io, purse.io? <laughs> that was kind of silly. But, uh, I didn't get to see that debate. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch the Roger Bear. You're not missing anything. <laughs> I, I saw the pre thing where they were arguing back and forth about how many people Roger Bear had with T-shirts and all that. And I, <clears throat> once I saw that, like, I, you know, Look, I I give a lot of credit to Roger Ver. I know he's like loved and hated depending on the side of the street you're on, but I you know, look, anybody that is working their asses off to make their way in the world, you know, I think some of the stuff he does is a little shady. Uh and there's probably stuff he does that I that's probably a lot shady that I'm not even familiar with. But look, I mean, at this day and age, He's got a voice. He's out there. He's pumping the shit out of this stuff. He's putting news, and he's he's doing what he can, I, you know. But I, I and I I like Tone Days, and I like uh, I like Johnny Song, and I like I like the, the whole crew. Um, I just thought that that whole I couldn't get into the debate. I didn't even wait around to watch the debate because I thought it already started off as a shit show. And I was just I mean, all know. three of the guys are really smart, and all three right. of them bring value to the community. But the way that it was set up, it was just kind of. There should have been more structure, and they should have left their emotions out of it. They should have just spoke about the tech. Right. So I, I did watch it, and it was just kind of like something you would see in grade school. They didn't like really present themselves or the community in the light that they should have. Yeah, should have Roger strikes me as a little immature, smart, well to do, but a bit immature. I mean, did you know that he's a he's a like a world class. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter. He, I, he, I I would hope so because he causes so much shit. He better know how to choke a motherfucker out. Like, uh, he's fought against like the great the Gracies. Um, he's been in like the world championships for Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Hey, that you know me, man. I love I love a jiu-jitsu player. But Roger Ver, if you ever see this, get your shit together. <laughs> What's interesting about that though is like it, you know you you did MMA. I I was in the army. I did MMA. I did BJJ as well. You did what do they well? call that in the army? They call it something else, though, don't they? Uh, well, in, in the Marines, it's Krav Maga. This is what you get taught, like Israeli defense. Um, but the thing with that is, is it teaches you how to like keep cool under pressure. So right. it's interesting that he gets so triggered 
when he, when like, you know, when you're getting, you know, your an arm bar or something, you have to stay pretty calm under pressure. So it's interesting that he gets triggered so easily. Right. Yeah. He mm-hmm. seems, he seems a bit hot headed. He honestly, he kind of goes against a lot of, you know, I mean, anybody that, that is at that level of a, a martial art, whether it's jujitsu or otherwise, you would think that they would be able to keep their shit together a little easy. I mean, but look, I mean, he's obviously a smart dude and he's on a mission, but I just, I don't know. A part of me, I would feel better about Bitcoin Cash if he just let it be Bitcoin Cash and marketed it and, 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 and enhanced it for what the fuck it is instead of trying to take out Bitcoin and replace it. That's never going to fucking happen ever. Let it go. Focus on the positives, the things you've developed, what you have and you know, and and just go from there, and just calm the hell down. That's just the way I think I that. I think that forks, to be honest, um, the I think forks disintegrated trust in to the network last year around August. I it was think like one every three months. <laughs> yeah, why that? is it the people that do forks are always like really outspoken and they're starting a lot of crap all the time? You got like Charlie Lee and then you got Roger Ver, right? They're both just forks of Bitcoin. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what'd you guys really create here? Okay, you changed the block size. Okay, you changed maybe the algorithm a little bit, but not not to be a you know not to discredit them at all. But I'm just saying. You know, Did to, you guys see that Jihan Wu, like, started speaking out against Bitcoin Cash? Whoa! That's Did you guys crazy. see that? He, Jihan Wu unfollowed Bitcoin Cash on Twitter, which is a big deal. But then he said. Bitcoin Cash is not Bitcoin. It will never be Bitcoin. Uh, I think that this is harming investors and and, and trickery. Uh, please stop saying that. I think I, I saw something was- because it, there was something that I saw online where it, it was like an ad, buy Bitcoin now. And then when you go to buy it, it ends up actually being Bitcoin, Bitcoin cash. cash. Right. That's some <laughs> shady shit. And actually, that should probably be illegal. I mean, but you know, outside of that, there's probably some sort of internal battle. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that caused that situation. Yeah, and that was one of Tone Vey's. You know, that's one of his biggest, you know, arguments is, hey, look, if you're Bitcoin Cash, call yourself Bitcoin Cash or BCH or something like that. Don't call yourself Bitcoin. Don't go to Bitcoin.com and be, you know, Bitcoin. Right. That's the. I mean, that stuff should be illegal. That's why. That's a lot of the reason why Google and all these other advertisers shut down cryptocurrency advertising because people were set, sending them to one link and taking them to another. Well, maybe and Satoshi will come forward and sue Roger. That's what the Bcash <laughs> people are doing with uh, with Bitcoin because they're finding people searching for Bitcoin and they're selling them Bcash in the illusion that it's Bitcoin. Same thing that BitConnect did, where they found people who wanted to learn about Bitcoin and they sold them BitConnect people thinking they were buying Bitcoin. Why why Google and Facebook shut down their ads was because like you would see an advertisement for Coinbase and that would be the number one, but then it would have like uh, like one little character off. And so you'd log into a Coinbase account, but it was all phishing. Yeah. Uh, so like phishing scams for like the last year were like really prevalent. Mm-hmm. Binance, but like the N had like the two little dots underneath it. Like it was a German letter. That's mm-hmm. what happened to all my Monero. <laughs> oh, nice. So not, on the not to mention Jamie. people were just tired of looking at those James Altucher ads. <laughs> on the BJJ side of things, man, who do you guys have, Connor or you guys got Khabib? Connor. 
Connor. Sure, same. Connor, huh? All right. So I like them both, man. Yeah, I like them both. But, uh, I, you know, the thing is, is, you know, Khabib is, you know, the guy that can hold him down, right? So if he holds him down, like, like he did to my boy Chad Mendes, he's a real good friend of mine. Chad held him down for like two rounds, gassed out, got up, and then McGregor knocked him out. So that could very well happen, you know? So well, hey, I don't guys, know, man. It's, it's like I, the best uh, of both worlds. I've been, I've been called. And for some reason, I had a Windows Defender thing tell me I had a virus and I had a quarantine, and then all you guys left my screen. So, not sure exactly Apple. what happened. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to like reboot, but I'll probably sign off for the night. Is this any? Is this an Ian Bellina live stream? Are you getting? Are you getting your wallet snagged right now? Uh, no, it's not that. It's I think for whatever reason, I think some of my security stuff doesn't like Zoom. Hmm. Yeah. So, or, or it's just the hacker that just found the back door in that's taking all your Monero. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Monero, so he can have fun playing around. I don't have shit in this house, so he can have fun. Hack away. He's going to get, like, some pictures of my Johnson. That's about all he's going to end up with. <laughs> um, so I better, I better stop <laughs> That would be, be a fun little honeypot just to post a bunch of dick pics on your computer and be, like, Bitcoin private key. Dude, you have no just idea put zero X in done. front of everything. Yeah. You have no idea. Like, if somebody were to happen to get access to something, Something in this house he'll 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 have some fun for a few minutes um but anyway i'm signing off so i will uh all you guys out there watching in cyberspace curl your coins thank you have a good night it's fucking friday go drink go be yeah. merry make love not war and all that stuff have a great weekend my brother all right yep. see you guys yeah let's call it